everyone. Welcome to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise, and we are so glad that you've joined us today. We are continuing on with our series on the keys to freedom that we use within our Mercy Residential Program. Today, we're going to be moving on to a new key, but just want to encourage you that if you have not been able to listen into the previous shows on this specific series, they really do kind of build off of each other. And so I would really encourage you, you know, definitely listen to today's, but go back. It's actually back in August when we started this series, we laid some just foundation on the keys. And then we started talking about the first couple of keys, which were commitment to Christ and healing life's hurts. And we just finished healing life's hurts last week. So we're going to be moving on to a new key this week, which is renewing the mind. And I get really excited about this mm-hmm. one because I just feel like this is such a very, very important piece of this process. It's a huge one. And I would say every single healing time I've walked through my own life or walked through with someone renewing the mind has always been a part of it mm-hmm. because our thinking always plays into our beliefs and our actions and our choices. And so renewing the mind is not one that can just sort of be bypassed. There mm-hmm. are others sometimes in the keys that you may not focus on as much or it may not have as much impact in the healing process, but renewing the mind is not one of those. Right. It is integral. And I would even just submit that it's not even just healing. It's just walking as children of God that are based in, and grounded in truth, that we know what the word says mm-hmm. and we know what God says about us. And so knowing how to really renew our mind is a huge piece in all yep. of that. I mean, I would even say like thinking just through all of life, no matter what season I'm in, if I'm in a real season of working through things and healing through certain things or not, mm-hmm. like renewing the mind is a daily, Absolutely. no matter what in the world you're going through mm-hmm. or what season you're in in life. It's, it's huge. So this is foundational to just life. Yes. <laughs> so I think that the first thing we need to just kind of lay out there is mm-hmm. something that I, I don't know. It's I guess there was probably a point in my life where I didn't really think I had a lot of choice in the way I thought, but I know that that's a pretty common thing. Like people just kind of think they're a victim to their thoughts, whatever it is that is in their head, like Mm -hmm. they don't really have a choice about it. It's what comes into their head. And that's, and and so at some level, I think we're going to kind of talk about how, yes, there are thoughts that can come into your mind that maybe you didn't author. Right. However, where you do have a choice is what you allow your mind to dwell on and really continue to think on. Mm -hmm. And so I just think, It's just one of those things that the Lord actually really does expect us to exercise some self-control in and through the power of the spirit, you know, self-control over our minds. Um, It's it's pretty obvious throughout scripture that he wants us to exercise control over what we do or what we say. But I would argue also that it's pretty clear that we're supposed to also exercise control over our thoughts Mm -hmm. and our thought life. I mean, one of the clearest scriptures of that is Second Corinthians ten five, um, where it says, "We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ." So, I think that sometimes people read that and they're like completely overwhelmed. What do you mean every single thought I have to take captive? <laughs> that like really hard. <laughs> it's not. Sometimes I think for it's not something that's a super conscious thing. Like it's not every single moment of every day I'm right. thinking about taking, but I know when thoughts start to enter my mind that are not ones that line up with truth or that uh, line up with the word of God. And so I take captive those thoughts immediately and, and make those obedient to mm-hmm. Christ as it, as it says. So I just think that it's very clear throughout scripture that God expects us 
to really exercise control over this part of our lives. Yeah. I think the challenge too with that is understanding that, like you said, Mal, sometimes thoughts or memories or, you know, for instance, people who have experienced a lot of trauma, they may have flashbacks. They Mm -hmm. may have things that come to their mind that they don't choose to have come into their minds, whether it's trauma, whether it's just bad habit, whether it's just cyclical thinking, but that's where the choice factor comes in. And so understanding that even in the midst of things that are coming to your mind, I often would tell girls when I've counseled them that just because it came into your mind doesn't mean it's yours. You don't Mm -hmm. actually have to just sit with it and let it continue to take course. Right. That's where that renewing the mind really comes in and choosing to say, you know what, I get to decide what yep. my mind's going to focus on and all the scriptures that discuss that as well. And understanding that we do have an enemy and he loves, I mean, I think so mm. often his first line of defense and offense with us is to really try and come in and plant certain thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of all the times, like even just being married, there's times I find myself so irritated and aggravated with my husband. And then if I really back it up and think to the last couple hours, there's been all these little thoughts that have been coming to mind about little things that now I'm just suddenly frustrated about because I wasn't renewing my mind or taking captive those thoughts. Now I'm just irritated with him about Mm -hmm. things that on a normal day, I would have been fine. But when I really stop and think about the fact that that's just an assignment of the enemy and him trying to get in and get me frustrated about stupid little things, it is, there really is that reality of just being really mindful of what we're thinking on and the path that the enemy may be lining out before us and whether or not we're willing to kind of walk along that. Yeah. So a great scripture that talks about that too is John 8, 44. It says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language for he is a liar and the father of lies. And so, I mean, that scripture just points out exactly what the enemy does. You know, we often talk about John 10, 10, that he comes to steal, kill and destroy, but this is talking about who he is in his character. He cannot tell the truth. Mm-hmm. All he does is lie. And so when we understand that he's constantly trying to plant lies in our minds in order to get us going down that track, it really helps us to understand it's a pretty black and white situation. It's either truth or lie and then really focusing on what we need to go, where we need to go from there Mm -hmm. and really making sure that we're aware and that we're renewing our minds to the truth and what God says. Well, and you know, when you think through just kind of the different ways that the enemy lies to us. I think that honestly, I mean, he'll lie to us about everything and anything, but like he will lie to us about God. He'll lie to us about who God is, Mm -hmm. about God's character. Um, He'll lie to us about other people. Um, I think there's even times where I've actually thought things about another person without even knowing them. Like, But there'll be lies that are actually running through my head about, well, that person's going to be like that and they're Mm going to be like that or whatever the case may be. But I also really think that he primarily really goes after lies about mm-hmm. us and about who we are yeah. because I think that our perception of who we are and our identity, what we are worth, all of those things just has way, way, way more impact on our lives than we even sometimes realize. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, I look back at even just kind of our whole analogy of the tree here mm-hmm. at Mercy and how, you know, we all have these different behaviors in our lives that we like into the branches on a tree, what you see, the external behaviors, but those behaviors are all fed by 
a belief system. And we say that that belief system is like the trunk of the tree. And then, of course, the trunk is fed by the roots. We talk about the roots all the time and the Mm -hmm. importance of getting to the roots of the issues in our lives. But, you know, that trunk is really kind of where those lie. I just believe that time and time again, when I've looked at issues that I've struggled with, when I look at issues that some of my friends have struggled with, that our, you know, residents at Mercy struggle with, so many of those, a massive percentage of them are lies about them and who I am and um, my identity. And when those things are all fed by deception, Mm -hmm. um, those just can always feed into all different kinds of different issues. And so I just feel like, you know, when we talk about the importance of renewing the mind, I mean, what we're talking about is the trunk of that tree mm-hmm. and how important it is to start cutting off lies so that they don't then feed into those branches of behavior, because that's an area that we actually can exercise some control. And so we always also talk about just how everybody has hurts in their lives, but out of those hurts is when the enemy often will try to come in and just start feeding us lie after lie after lie about who God is, who other people are, who we are. But we get to stop that cycle at that point. We can make the choice to not allow the enemy and his lies um, to take root in our lives. So Mm -hmm. I think that was just another reason to me why this this key is so, so important. It's talking about the trunk of the tree. (laughs) It's huge. And I think, too, often when we talk about renewing the mind mill, I think the challenge that I've often hit with, you know, young women or different people is that they often then go, okay, but what I'm dealing with is the truth. If it's mm-hmm. a circumstance that they walk through or what have you. And that's when we usually kind of break down the difference between what is fact and what is truth, which when I first say that, it often sounds redundant. Like, isn't fact truth? No, fact is not necessarily truth. We have to always come back to the reality that the word of God is ultimate truth over our lives. And fact actually even has to bow its knee to truth. So, Mm -hmm. for instance, if I walk through an abusive childhood, there's a lot of facts of my life that come along with that. I was abused and perhaps I was told that I was worthless or that I had there was nothing good in me. Those became the facts of my life that no one would argue with. Yes, you were abused. Yes, you walked through hard things. But what does the word of God say about you? He doesn't Mm -hmm. call me abused. He doesn't call me worthless. He doesn't call me, you know, used goods or whatever it may be. That is not what the word of God says. So even though the facts of my life may be screaming something, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean the word of God is lining up with that. And that is where we also have a choice, too, of saying, okay, even the facts of my life are saying one thing. But if that is not what the truth of God's word says, then I have a decision whether or not I'm going to stick with the facts or with the ultimate truth of who God says that I am. And when I then choose truth from what the word says, those facts then become testimony. Those facts then become very powerful in my life, Mm -hmm. but they aren't what are leading out in my identity or my relationships or my choices. It's the truth of God's word. And then he has this amazing way, I often say, of taking those facts and those difficulties and those situations that tried to lead out and tried to lie to me about who I was, And suddenly there's a power that I have because now I'm able to minister to people who have been abused or believe themselves to be worthless or whatever it may be. And so there's always that part, too, that I know over the years has always come up. And there's a reality of going, yeah, that's definitely the facts of your life. Mm -hmm. But now the beauty is you have a choice of deciding whether or not you're going to stick with facts Mm -hmm. or whether you're going to stick with the truth, because the word of God is ultimate truth over us as son and daughters. It's really good. Well, I think even, I don't know, I think it's very easy for us to almost assume things out of facts of our lives that must be true. Otherwise that wouldn't have happened or Mm -hmm. this wouldn't be happening. Or, I mean, I even think just like back in a season of my life where, you know, I just got married, but Mm -hmm. 34 when I got married. So for many, many, many years of my life, 
I thought, okay, I'm not married. That must mean there's mm-hmm. nothing about me that's desirable. I'm not beautiful. I'm not this. I'm not that. And it was so easy for me to like look at even my friends. I'm, I mean, and I would really sometimes have these thoughts. I'm like, okay, I know that God says this about me. Right. But the fact of my life is that I'm not married, so it must mean this, or it must mean X, Y, and Z. And I just think we can really do that very easily off of the facts. Well, that has to mean this then. Right. If this is happening to me, or this isn't happening to me, or whatever the case might be, there's nothing else for me to believe than this, Mm -hmm. you know? And so even in those moments, because it's funny, because I would look even at some of my other friends who were my age and who aren't married, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you're amazing. You're beautiful. There's nothing about you that is not desirable how could you possibly ever believe that? But then I would turn it back on me and be like, well, it must mean I'm not, you know, it's just yes. funny how I would do that. But I just think it's very easy for us to take those circumstances that are facts mm-hmm. of our lives, but then out of those deduce, well, then this must mean this, this, and this. And that is like straight up from the enemy. And that's Absolutely. what he does the best. And he mm-hmm. almost tries to convince us that those things are also facts. Mm-hmm. When they're not at all. And so I think that's such an important piece is knowing the difference. And that's why it's so important that we know the word of God Mm -hmm. and that we know how to hear the voice of God. Mm -hmm. Because then we're able to go, Lord, I have these facts in my life that are staring me right in the face. And I have got to have your vantage point. Like I have got to see what you see in this situation. And I think that's a perfect example because... You know, being single or just different circumstances, facts in our lives at different seasons can really scream some things that Mm -hmm. God is not saying. So if we're willing and if we're able to really take the time to listen to the whispers of the Holy Spirit and to really get his truth and his vantage point, it changes everything. And then from that place, we're able to really renew our minds and remind ourselves, what did God say? Mm-hmm. This may be what the facts are saying, but what is what is the Holy Spirit showing me? Yeah. And it's continually that choice. What am I going to choose to believe right. and what am I going to choose to line up with? Well, and I know I'm kind of maybe jumping a little bit ahead of ourselves here in bringing this in, but like we're going to talk some next week about just mm-hmm. the scripture that says that the, you know, the truth will set you free. Yeah. A lot of people like to use that scripture, but they miss the phrase right before it. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you mm-hmm. free. So the importance of it, not just being the truth that sets you free, but the truth that you know, that sets you free. Right. And even when I look back on that season of my life, like if I didn't know the truth of what God says about me and I didn't know what he declared over my life, I would have absolutely fallen prey to yeah. all of those lies because what else would I've had to stand on, you mm-hmm. know? So just the the vital importance of knowing the truth of God's word, knowing what God says about you, knowing what God says about him and being able to stand on those. It just even makes me like think of, you know, the story of like building your house on the sand or on the rocks, right. like knowing that whenever you're building your life on truth, it's going to be sturdy. And so when all of those you know, different things come into play in your life or those hurts come in, you've got some truths to stand firm mm-hmm. on. So it's not just waiting until something bad happens and then going to figure out what truth is. No, knowing it now so that when the storms come in, you're standing on something really sturdy totally. that's going to hold you up. So, man, I can't believe how quickly our time just passed on this. This one is just, I mean, oh gosh, I just, we get really excited about this one because of what a vital piece this plays in just any journey to freedom and in really in every believer's life. Mm -hmm. And so I think we could keep going and going, but we are going to get to unpack this a little bit more. And as we've been doing with the previous keys, we're going to really start talking about the practical side of this because we absolutely do not want to leave people hanging with just like a good teaching on why it's important to renew your mind. Okay, well, literally help me understand how to do that. But that's what we're going to really be unpacking more of next week. So again, if this is the first show that you've been listening to on the Keys to Freedom, we really want to encourage you to go back to August and really listen to these from the beginning because they really do build off of each other. 
then join us next week whenever we talk about uh, renewing the mind. Bye.